the volume. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Tons of reasons why I love betting the NFL on FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, it's fast, safe and secure, and it has fast payouts as quick as two hours. There's also so many bet types, including same-game parlay bets, live betting, player props, and futures. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they'll be sharing all season long on our podcast. If you've been listening along, you've heard a lot of those. There's risk-free bets and same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds markets, and more. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code J&J so they know we sent you. That's J&J. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See full terms and conditions at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, December 29th, and we are back after a week off. Felt like old times of not podcasting for an yeah. entire week. <laughs> the good old days when you never knew. Surprise drops like Beyonce and shit. We skip a whole last summer. <laughs> yeah, it gets warm yeah, outside. Fuck podcasting. How podcasting <laughs> should be done. <laughs> shit. <laughs> As always, Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my good friends, LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. Oh, shit. Wasn't that Bubba's? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it good? Full-on forgot which, which one right. you were. The, the <laughs> listeners say they forget who's who, and you full-on forgot which Bro, one you were. <laughs> I was trying to take the day off, too. I'm keeping it a stacker, Ronnie. But go ahead. Um. Yeah, you... So I think I've told you guys when you first started podcasting, that was the only time I would run because your pod, the podcast was so funny. It was like that was the only way I could make myself exercise. I was like, well, I'm going to I'll listen to Jenkins and Jones. I'll go for like a fucking little jog around the neighborhood. And then you guys took the summer off and I got baseball season snatched my whole shit. You know what I mean? It's funny hearing you talk about it like you don't know us because when you said I'm listening to Jenkins and Jones, it sounded like prior to you. You know right. what I'm saying? You right. being a best friend. So, yes, but it's yeah. true. I was the person next to the Dippin' Dots <laughs> ad. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to listen to my buddies talking about <laughs> TV shows I don't watch. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I remember I remember when we took that summer off and came back and someone hit us up like, I'm glad y'all are back. I thought y'all were beefing or something. And I was like, yeah. Bro. <laughs> 
I was like, the reason we didn't pot is because we bro. are friends, bro. We're not fucking coworkers on a schedule. You know what I'm saying? We were just like fucking for a whole summer. We could have did the pot know? with the fucking conversations we'd have on the phone, but we said, fuck it. We just going to have conversations and do, and do <laughs> summer yeah, <right>. shit. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like. <laughs> If this is not the Beatles. The the issue yeah. wasn't that people cared too right. much about we podcasting. We aren't podcasters. We just have a podcast, nigga. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, the thing we're going to be talking about uh, literally until we die, it feels like, uh, which is COVID-19 in the NBA and the world and how everyone's handling it. Um, I do think we were a little bit ahead of the curve, I'm going to say, on understanding where the NBA and the rest of the country's officials were going as far as the Omicron variant. We were talking three weeks ago about, I think they're just going to say, fuck it, figure it out. And that's basically what they did. The NBA uh, following CDC guidelines in dropping their quarantine time from 10 days to six days. The CDC has uh, recommended that if you are masked and vaccinated and asymptomatic, that your quarantine time dropped from 10 to five days. Um, and the NBA needed to come up with some kind of an answer. They hit a record 541st player to play in the league this season last week <laughs> with the with the signing of, uh, of Greg Monroe by the Timberwolves, 541 players. Um, obviously, a lot of uh, guys signing 10 days, guys getting their first shot. Um, but we're also seeing signs that we could be starting to move to the other side of that as stars like KD and Kyrie Irving are coming out of protocols under the new modi modified six-day quarantine. Um, so what do you guys think? Uh, you know, just as fans of the game as to how this is being handled, I know Tyler had brought up um, thinking that a, a brief pause might be called for. Like, are you happy with what's happening? Does it make you feel worse about watching basketball? Are you also to the point where you're just like, fuck it, we're going to, you know, we have to move on at some point? Like, how do you feel about it, Tyler? I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just basically like fuck it. Y'all gonna do what y'all gonna do. You know what I mean? It's, and and now the CDC is kind of you know roundaboutly saying the same fuck it. Y'all gonna do what y'all gonna do anyway too. You know what I mean? So who knows, man? It looks like the 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 NBA is just probably just gonna you know keep pushing through this shit. And you know we we might you know they they called up fucking Brandon Knight. You know what I mean? Who we haven't seen in like five years. He's playing in the league now. And so, I mean, it looks like they're going to make this shit happen, however. You know what I'm saying? We might get some motherfucking call-ups if shit gets too bad. So, who knows, man? Kevin Durant will get a chance to really get some revenge on you. <laughs> My, motherfucker will give me 120 and a half. <laughs> Nigga, ain't no way in hell I get on the court with none of them niggas. I don't give a fuck how much money they pay me. I'd rather be me. <laughs> this one half of me, I need this for the rest of my life, nigga. Fuck you mean. They gonna snatch all my little ligaments. Ain't no motherfucking way. I feel like, the, look, dude, if the CDC tired, bro, what am I expecting out of the NBA? <laughs> the CDC tired, bro. Everybody tired, dog. And I get it, bro. This is the most, con have you ever seen anything as contagious as this motherfucking Omicron, bro? This is the most contagious fucking shit I've ever seen in my life, bro. You know what I mean? Like, dog, I, I just, I don't know how responsible it is. I don't know what the science says. You know what I mean? But I feel like I, I, there was one point where I was looking at my baby the other day and I was like, I can't keep this Omicron from you. Like I had, I had, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't, I can't control this. You know, like I've been trying to make the best decisions possible while I was, while I was pregnant and all this shit. This Omicron, I know so many people that have fucking got it. You know, my homegirl, Hannah, came to visit me. Two days later, she catches the motherfucking shit. I, we talked about that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, right. I, I, you know, I, my homie, Modi, he he, he had he got the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it feels like anecdotally everyone doubled the number of people they know who's who be, had COVID it, to over me, the last it's two like weeks, right? Times five. You feel me? Like, right. I'm, I was going to play golf with a nigga, you know what I'm saying, this weekend. He, he just found out he got popped with the shit. You know what I'm saying? Got popped. We talking like it's like he got hit with a motherfucking melody. You know what I mean? He got popped with that boy, that hard on him. You know what I'm saying? You know, but he got caught with he got caught with Big Cove on him. Yeah, for sure. That Amari, I got him. You know what I mean? Nah, but it's 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 crazy, G. Like so, I mean, what do we do at this point? You try to be as safe as possible, but I think shutting the NBA down and all that shit. I think that shit we well past that. Ain't nobody doing none of that shit no more, dog. 
So I, I do want to talk about, because as always, it feels like the argument is kind of happening in a, a fact-free zone of just how people personally feel about restrictions. Some people hate them. Some people want more of them. And I think it is fair to acknowledge, um, and I'm not necessarily saying I think it was a great move to go from 10 days to five days by the CDC, but you know, according to Woj's story, um, the NBA made the decision to go from 10 to six days uh, because their data, as well as the research from the other countries who've already gone through their Omicron wave, show that if your cycle threshold is lower with this variant, you are contagious for a shorter period of time. Um, and as we talked about, it is a less severe version of, you know, it's not as severe as Delta or the uh, original COVID in terms of your likelihood to end up in the hospital or on a ventilator. Um, so I, I just, I think that's the direction that all of society is going to go between how contagious it is and what the data from other countries is showing, right? Where you see the huge uptick in cases, but the hospitalizations don't track with it the way they did with the last two waves. It kind of, I mean, I think Tyler said it a couple of weeks ago. It's like, it kind of feels like it's very much a, yeah, you're on your own. You're going to get it. So good fucking luck. The Delta's you know? still out there, though. The Delta's <laughs> still out there. All these other variants, all these other motherfucking frats and sororities, they still out here, motherfucker on the yard stepping. You know what I mean? I know a nigga that caught the Delta recently. He got his ass motherfucking ravaged. As, that's, that's, those were his words. <laughs> I never heard a nigga say ravaged. <laughs> but he meant that shit. You know, he right. said, it's ravaging me. You know what I mean? But he said, this ain't the Omicron. So, like, and he had the J&J, which. Well, and that's one really of the things. A, you know, I mean, the Omicron variant, the J&J, you're basically out butt here butt naked. naked. Booty you butt. Know, if, if you have the, I, I think the Moderna and Pfizer were 70% effective against Omicron, which, again, as you said, given how contagious it is. 70%, you're going to be exposed to it 100 right. times. So you got a 30% chance of getting it. You know what I mean? Um, all right. Well, that's that's where things stand. And we're just going to keep talking about this shit because it's going to be the story. I, I did have a friend who pointed out the dark fact that it's like probably to some extent, given that the natural immunity to the shit seems to run about six months after you get it. There are probably some people in the NBA front office who every time a superstar gets a shit in January are going cool. They're good through the end of the playoffs. I mean, that's like the sick kind of weird thing about it. But don't you feel like they're looking at, okay, KD and Kyrie are back. We have them for the rest of the year. I mean, I what I'm, bro, a, is, is, that, is, that, who, is that sick? I don't know if that's sick. I think that's just reality. I think people talk about like the new, I think I said this last time, probably before this, but people talking about the, the new normal. Nigga, this is a new normal. We here, motherfucker. New normal here, motherfucker. Mask and motherfucker vid. This is going to be around. You feel me? So thinking like that, I don't think that's dark. I think that's just our reality. And our reality is just really yeah. fucking dark right now. You know what I mean? Happy New Year. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about... <laughs> I mean, you're right. You know, it is what it is. Very different uh, holiday season in terms of how I, I do a lot of reflecting in the week between Christmas and Very New little christmas going on this Christmas. Kind of you know what I mean? Bro. Didn't feel like it as much. I would say with the eight-year-old and the six-year-old, we had a little bubble where it was still very intensely Christmas, but I wasn't feeling it until like December 23rd third yeah, and a half that's where i was at too <laughs> like the, the night of december 23rd i was like oh we better get some <laughs> get some fucking spirit around this motherfucker <laughs> we had a tree up dummy early trying to fight this shit and the vid was like nah <laughs> no christmas for you now i'll give a fuck when you put your tree up your lights fuck all that shit you know what i mean i give you christmas alone <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right. right that's it um, LeBron James last night uh, crossed 26,000 career points. He's the youngest player to do so. He was the youngest player to cross uh, 1 through 25,000 points as well. Um, he is now third all-time, or he's still third all-time in the NBA career scoring. He is 900 points behind Carl Malone. If he continues to average 27 points a game, he's about 33 games away from Carl Malone. And he's about 2,300 points behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for number one all time, which at that average would be about 85 games. Um, he didn't do it with the 10 points on <laughs> four of 12 shooting last night either. He had a triple-double. He was incredible. I still can't believe that we get this dude playing this way at his age. Uh, but 26,000 points is hard to wrap your fucking head around. The, the reports of LeBron James' demise have been greatly exaggerated. That motherfucker is still that guy. He is still um, – I, I read somewhere that he's tied with, with KD and Trey Young for the most 30-point games this season. 
and he's yes. yeah yeah he's got 13 of them in 23 games you know what at i mean so at our yeah age. right at our age so so yeah Bron is still that guy is i don't know there, there's still a part of me that thinks if we still got this Bron, that the lakers are gonna figure shit out there's a still a part of me that that feels that way you know what i mean because if Bron is still Bron. You know, we've seen that that shit, you know, falls into place after that. But, you know, there there's a sequence there that just kind of represented how Bron is still Bron and these teammates are just letting him down. Did you see I know that, exactly, that clip? I know exactly what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, when he about. zipped those three ridiculous <laughs> passes back to back for three bricks. Like, clang, dog. clang, clang. Yeah. <laughs> that shit right there was, was, was just like just a perfect and representation of this. Right. <laughs> big, big, big. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but I, I, I have a question for y'all. Well, Tyler, I know you're saying that you think that they may figure it out. Can Bron out? Can Can Bron out Bron Westbrook Westbrooking? Yes, because I think Westbrook will un Westbrook himself. Ooh. I still believe that. <laughs> I, I I still believe that. Like 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 we, the thing about this, we've seen this happen a couple times. Westbrook gets a whole lot of fucking heat on him for against performance, and then, then the next game he's a perfect fucking player, like we saw last night. You know what I mean? You, you know after, after he stunk it up the game mm-hmm. before that. So I think Westbrook. You know I've all I've always said I've never I, I get all the criticism of, of Westbrook, but all the fuck ups that he makes is because he wants to win too bad. You know what I mean, and and if you, I think that's a good problem to have if you're fucking up because you want to win real bad, not because you're lazy or because you 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 know you're fucking falling asleep at the at the wheel. That ain't but Westbrook. He's out there fucking up because he wants it to. I'm bad. more worried about AD than I'm worried about Russ. Yeah. To be completely honest with you, because Russ, you know, the expectations were too high. My expectations were too high for him at the start of the season, but the backlash to that, the criticism, in my opinion, has also been too strong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it, like people talk about this dude's out here like a bum <laughs> because he went through a stretch where he was turning the ball over more than he more than anybody does. else on the fucking planet ever. Yeah, but it's not like a, <laughs> I think he earned like that. I'm not, I'm not, where, I, I, I get the expectations too no, high. No, it's fair. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying he, people weren't yeah. right to criticize him. I was certainly, even though he's one of my five favorite players of all him, time, but, I was certainly sitting over here criticizing the fuck out of him. But my point is. To me, it's the missed threes from the role player. Like, that's what the Lakers had when they made their championship run with Braun was he hit those passes, knocked down your open threes. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's it's not the most complicated shit. It's been the same since he was 18, bro. People are – he's going to drive to the basket. Everyone's going to flip the fuck out and run to go try and get in front of him. You're going to get open threes. You have to make them. You have to make 20% of them. <laughs> but who do we have that we trust to do that, though? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a Palenka issue right there. And we could have got somebody – if we didn't get Westbrook, they could have hit the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, bro. I don't know. I I, I hope they figure it um, out. I just I don't. To, to me, looking at him, I just want to enjoy Brian. That's it. Win, lose, I don't give a fuck no more. Just enjoying Brian G. And if you're out here, fuck all the goat conversation, all this. You still hating on this nigga at this point, bro? Yo, you know, good for you, nigga. You, you know what I'm saying? You are you are a dedicated <laughs> motherfucker. Dedicated, the hardest, yeah. hard-headed this <laughs> motherfucker on the planet. Good for you for keep trying this shit, but gee, like, I don't know. I just I can imagine hating a motherfucker for 20 years. Uh, no, nah, hell no. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> that's almost, you know what I'm that's impressive. That's an impressive amount of hate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We just seen all these crazy stats. I mean, so I gave up on that. I never really hated Steph. You know, I hated I did I dislike the Warriors. I just like them getting in, the, in, in Brian's way. But also, nigga, I'm a fan now. I ain't going to lie to nobody no more, nigga. <laughs> Go Steph. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Love that light-skinned nigga. You feel I, me? So I, I had to give I up do, on you it. Know, you know what I'm saying? So, you, you guys just brought up Steph. I do think one reason to feel optimistic, not just if you're a Lakers fan, but if you're any team that's a playoff team right now is – I really don't think – I know everyone's looking at the Warriors and Clay's going to come back and everything. The Warriors certainly have been the best team, and they're still who I would pick to win the championship. But the Warriors scored like 20 points in the second half against the Nuggets to lose at home last night. Like everyone's, everyone's beatable. Everyone has some kind of vulnerability. Everyone's beatable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm, I'm still – personally, I think this is who I was riding with in the um, preseason, at least besides the Lakers, was the Bucks. I still think the Bucks are – I just, I tr- honestly, I trust Giannis more than I trust anyone at this I point. I just, oh, yeah. I just think if that motherfucker, uh, if if Kyrie come back, G, 
I am saying, back. like, you know, he's coming well, he back this week. But yeah. after doing the playoffs, he's going to miss some home games. Unless, you know, unless New York says, fuck it, too. Be like the CDC. You know what I mean? That could happen. <laughs> well, but listen. No, but listen. And that is something that as dark as things feel like they are right now in the country with the Omicron wave, that is what has happened in other countries where they have gone through these Omicron waves. It's a much sharper mm-hmm. spike than the previous what we would call the wave that was more of a slope in and a slope out. Because everyone gets Omicron mm-hmm. in such a short period of time, the line and goes up pew! and then the line yeah, goes down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is very possible that you talk about the playoffs in four months. We know four months in COVID terms is like 20 fucking years. Yeah. We, who knows how many revolutions and changes and guidelines and stuff we're going to see by then. I mean, it really could be to where New York is like, no, he's good at that point. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, New York could very well say fuck it. I mean, especially if they want to open back up for summer, you know, one of the biggest fucking tourism cities on the planet. It's very possible that Kyrie could be, you know, fully cleared to play every game by the playoffs. Listen, John. John just got rock hard. <laughs> well, I, I just want like that, that is Kyrie to me has the prettiest basketball game I've ever seen. You know what I mean? So I hate his politics and all that shit, bro. <laughs> hey, I ain't fighting that fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all, I'm not, not canceling this nigga for a political this debate. This nigga is right, uncanceled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got to do some wild shit. For me not to want to see him play basketball. That's how good he is at the game. Because he be saying the dumbest shit. And I'm still like, go Kyrie. Once he get the ball in his hands. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, bro. I ain't going to pretend like I ain't happy to see that motherfucker put that basketball back in his hands. For the public to watch. You feel me? Sheesh. Each win means even more in the college football playoffs. That's why FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with 30 to 1 enhanced odds on any team to win their semifinal game. That means you can bet $5 to win 150 bucks on any team to make it to the final. Uh, I think Alabama and Georgia are for sure winning their games. I think you could pick either one of them and feel good about those 30 to 1 boosted odds. Uh, just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code JNJ, that's J ampersand J, and make a deposit to claim your 30 to 1 enhanced odds. There's no better place to bet the college football playoffs than on America's number one sportsbook. It's a simple and easy-to-use app with great new offers every day. It's safe and secure with the best in-class customer service. And when you win, FanDuel will pay you your winnings in as little as two hours. Already have FanDuel Sportsbook? FanDuel is hooking all customers up with $50 when you refer a friend, plus your friend will get $50 too. Don't miss your chance to win $150 off a $5 bet on the college football playoffs. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or head to sportsbook.fanduel.com and sign up using promo code JNJ to get 30 to 1 odds on any playoff team to win. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only, $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $150. Bonus for Tennessee users is fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours and expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, 
Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We were able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie gets the difficulties that come with home projects. Why not make it as simple as possible to tackle that project? Turn to Angie with confidence, even for major renovations or emergency repairs. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening let's talk about uh the sad news last night that uh john madden passed um i was surprised by how emotional i was about this i think it was one of the he's one of those people that's like representative of our childhood in sort of a totemic way you know what i mean what, what like, was that word it's not totemic? like wow, totemic you know what i mean like he, he represented larger things than just who he was who he was was obviously incredibly accomplished but he retired from doing anything 13 years ago um, but I just was, it, it's like, think about all the games you watch as a kid when you really love football and it was, you love sports in a way that you can't really <laughs> love sports as a, you know, dumbass kid anymore. <laughs> you, you weren't aware of anything, uh, as far as contracts and whatever else you were just like, go 49ers <laughs> or whoever you're rooting for. And you were playing video games with your friends and you couldn't get online with video games. So no one could call you racial slurs or say <laughs> homophobic slurs or anything yes. crazy. You just, I'm here with my buds playing a football video. No, they game. called you homophobic slurs. <laughs> Tyler, you, Tyler, you can't you... pretend like <laughs> it wasn't 95, 96. We heard <laughs> it was called that shit, but it was more acceptable. It's a different time. You know it, was, I mean? it, it was, but it, but it was, it was right. your friends and not some twelve-year-old kid. The you know what I mean? Who you're worried about is going right. to dox you or something? Ty, Tyler, how did, how did you? Feel? I know you were retweeting a lot of the same stuff I was kind of attributing uh, to him last night. Yeah, he was like, you know, you you hear the whole larger than life shit about a lot of motherfuckers, but there's no other way to describe John Madden, bro. He was larger than life. He was, you know, a coaching legend, a fucking you know commentating legend, a video game legend. Like he was just, he was football. You know what I mean? Like, like if if you are thinking of someone who embodies everything that football is, John Madden is probably the first guy who comes to mind. Um, and you know, going back to what you said about the, um, you, you know, the video game, like, there's no video game ever with more memories attached to it for me than Madden, right? Like, it, Madden playing Madden was a fucking community event with your friends it was a bonding event with your friends right like y'all get together y'all tell some shit y'all play some madden your homie says yo i know a, a dude who's nice he bring him through y'all shoot the shit y'all play madden now y'all homies you know what i mean like yep. like in college i made so many friends just from fucking you know playing madden you know motherfuckers would have their door open playing madden you you walk in somebody's room and ask to get on next and talk it up and chat it up with motherfuckers and now y'all homies you know what i mean it's 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 a big loss but you know he lived a full life 85 years you know he got his roses while he was here here, you know, everyone let him know how much he appreciated him. There's a whole all man special out there yep. where, you know, he saw how much everyone appreciated him. And, and you know, it's, you know, like I said, a full life. You know, we're sad to see him go, but, you know, extremely grateful for that dude. Shout out to Julian Ephraim, man. I kicked his ass so much in motherfucking Madden. <laughs> I think that nigga, that nigga won one game against me. We will play damn near daily <laughs> for a whole year, my junior year of college. You feel what I'm saying? But. Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of like like Tyler said, just a lot of college memories to the shit. But also totemic, regarded as being symbolic or representative of particular quality or concept. Mike, you use that word perfectly. That was like the perfect fucking, fucking usage right of totemic. There. I'm like, nigga. So shout out to Mike. Seven forty six in the morning. It's not my. I'm not even that on the motherfucker clock right now. Bro. I was like, yeah, let me look so. that up. I'm like, damn, this shit was. Well, cool. Tyler challenged me to step my game up with that sardoodledom shit. Sardoodledom. <laughs> <laughs> 
I haven't Jesus, been slapped in words. the face with a vocabulary word like that in a decade, bro. He fucking knocked <laughs> me off my feet with that. And he used it perfectly, <laughs> too. Yeah. The motherfucking mic hand did it fucking 720, nigga. He looked at Sar. I've never heard of Sar doodled him. Shit. Oh, I totally used it in a conversation with Char like Bro, 40 seconds later. Nigga, you know you what I mean? You gotta be so annoying with it, too. Like, look at her after you use the word, like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> right. You don't know what that shit means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, the only other thing I'd say about Madden was Madden and uh, Smash Brothers. I should have had to get a fucking 1099 from that shit in high school and college. I made so much money playing yeah, those games. Mario Kart, bro. nigga. I was hell yeah. niggas. You know what I'm saying? I, you got, I don't know what what it was about Mario Kart. No one ever wanted to put any money on the table for Mario Kart with my for, for there's something about the head to head like you know uh, football or kill quote unquote killing people in Smash Brothers that people would you know people would throw five bucks on the table a lot easier. I wish I wish I could have got people to I would have been shit. You wouldn't have been Ooh, podcasting I right now. That volume money. I would have been making that. No, I would have been making that volume money at seventeen. <laughs> If we could have yeah. bet on We couldn't afford you back in the day, nigga. You'd be like, <laughs> money talks, Bubba. <laughs> we got Mario Kart money. Ain't, ain't no ain't no way I'd have put money on Mario Kart because you could play the most perfect fucking race and then a fucking Very turtle true. shell come out and Bro, fuck everything up and I you, would be you could hot. be. The- Mario Kart's like betting on the WW, uh, WWE, the, bro. The yeah. last thing you want to be is in first <laughs> during the last round. You know what I mean? You're going to catch everything. This shit is cheap as fuck. I hate that shit. But I used to be cooking niggas at that motherfucking shit, though. Smash Brothers? No. I was getting good. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know enough about cartoons to play Smash Brothers. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to know what each play, like, car, like player could do. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what Zelda could do. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a sword. I, I just, Fox. I'm like, nigga, what is this? I didn't play that shit. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I was playing 2K or Mad, nigga, or, or live or Mad. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, live, right, 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 right. Um, okay, let's talk about the shitty basketball robot. Uh, <laughs> someone called him. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was. Someone called him Bot Koozie. Bot Koozie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never seen an easier creature in all my life to fucking rip. And take back the other way. What, what were your thoughts watching the shitty basketball robot, John? That shit, I would say Bob Cousy. I mean, Bob Cousy couldn't dribble with his left, so I wouldn't even give Bob Cousy that credit. You know, that motherfucker was dribbling with the left hand. And I want to say, <laughs> I was I was called a nigger by Boston fans so niggas could jump out and make fun of Bob Cousy now. You know what I'm saying? I'm the MLK of Bob Cousy slander. You You're know a trailblazer. I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fuck that robot, dog. I'm not interested in that weak ass shit you know what i mean we you say you're the mlk of bob Cousy. no 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 call back nobody called out their name under that shit nobody slandered i'm like shit you know what i mean but yeah the bot wasn't that interesting cro- the jokes were more interesting you walk so you know we can mean? run yeah for sure for sure, for sure, for sure. Tyler, what'd you think? Yeah, fuck that robot. Um, that dribbling was weak as fuck. I will say I I I am low key amazed at that robot when it hits shots though, right? Like when it hits fucking like five, six threes in a row. That's amazing. But that fucking dribbling shit was some bullshit. Like y'all flying too close to the sun, man. Y'all wasting some money on that shit. There's no need for that. Niggas bro. want to like recreate what God created, and it's not, bro. You will never create a Kevin Durant. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck how much tech you put in that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Kevin Durant gonna give a robot motherfucking 78. Okay? You know what I mean? Like, just, like, dog. Let's just stick with zebra cakes. We did our best with zebra cakes. You know what I mean? I was about to say you are the you are the first person I've seen to say that uh, are, that uh, packaged pastries are an improvement on bro, God's dude. Kingdom, our zebra cakes not better. <laughs> Do we give a fuck about zebras? Are beautiful, and don't nobody ever talk about no motherfucking zebras. <laughs> Zebra cakes are such a more important part of our lives than motherfucking zebras. You know what I mean? We shitted on that nigga. You feel me? We, 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 nigga, we stunned on God. I know God was like, God damn, y'all going to... Nigga, this what y'all doing? You feel me? Okay. You know what I mean? One, one, one place where we have fucked up is trying to recreate grapes, though. Mike. You're so wrong about this. I was, I was, I was hurt by this Kool-Aid is good. Opinion. Other than that, we ain't... 
No, the flavor purple is better than actual grapes or grape better flavor. Than grapes? The better flavor than grapes. purple. Are you serious? Yes. Grapes yes. are fucking candy, Mike. Grapes are the candy. Purple grapes is candy. Can- purple, purple is purple candy. Purple candy is not good candy, dog. It's medicinal. Purple shave ice. Purple Jolly Ranchers. Purple Jolly Ranchers. They, they were almost like them. They were almost like the last ones left. Purple Kool Aid. Purple Kool Aid is the only thing I'll give you, bro. Purple Kool Aid was the purple generic Kool Aid in the fucking purple two gallon Kool-Aid, jug. I'll give that to you. Purple Kool Aid is goaded, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But like, we ain't getting the purple fan. We getting the orange fan. The purple fan is so much. You know, I might I fuck around get a pineapple motherfucking fanta before I get a motherfucking purple fanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, purple just ain't it, dog. Just stop lying to grape, ourselves. Grape Robitussin? Nigga, that shit. That's what. That's what. That's the thing. All purples <laughs> taste like medicine to me. I'm drinking this shit right now. I hate every fucking second. This is the worst flavor of fucking Celsius. Purple. Fuck the flavor. It tastes like a color. It tastes like I look at the crayon and I taste that. You know what I mean? And it's delicious. I, f- I feel like I feel like we're letting cherry slide here because cherry candy is so much better than fucking the cherry fruit. Facts. So much better. Facts. You don't most like cherry fruit? Sugar infused, most sugar infused color flavors are better than the fruit that it comes so. from, bro. I, I mean, that's just so. You, so you think so you think we stunting on God with just fruit flavor candy? Red over cherry. Red Kool Aid was kind of weak, dog. Strawberry flavor candy is shit. Low strawberry key might edge out strawberries strawberry, too. Strawberry flavor candy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm be them old people strawberry candies with the little juice on the inside. Oh yeah, yeah, nigga, yeah, fuck a yeah. Strawberry. <laughs> 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 Those shit should grow on a tree. With the, you feel me? With the strawberry wrapper with the little foil. Yeah, that right. shit poof on hey, the top. Because yeah. you know it's either that or the butterscotch or a mint. You know what I mean? So you don't know which one you're gonna get. You know what I mean? And when they pull out the strawberry, motherfucker, I'll be in church like nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, you know, like dog. Them shits just go. Them shits go crazy. That's a good call. My grandma caught me taking one of those strawberry things out of her purse when I was a little kid, and the next time I came over, she had a bowl of them out on the dining room table, and she was like, "You know, you don't have to go rooting around for candy." You know what's here. wild? And I was like, "This is this That's is a, we're having a moment." Black right and now. white people's experience is so much different because if I reached, if I thought of reaching in my grandmother's purse, she was on top of my head. I can't you, you, a black woman in their purses, nigga. You know what I'm saying, nigga. An Italian grandma would cut her finger off to get you food faster. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, she was like, Whatever you gotta do to fill yourself up, I want you to grow. I need you to eat red meat, and I need you to eat. Like, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be six I go feet. To my grandma's you gotta house. be six feet, bro. I know because I well because she and my grandpa were both like under five five. You know what I mean? They were little Wait, people. I thought your grandpa was, was like when six, I would go six over there, I was just, oh, it must be on the side. My okay, mom's okay, dad. Okay, okay, my mom's okay. dad. But I would go over there and I was a skinny little kid. They were we, I'd have steak and she made it in the toaster oven too. <laughs> I would have I would have cheap steak out of the toaster oven like four nights in a row because they were like, you have to eat protein or your body won't grow. <laughs> Wait, so the toaster oven was it? So it was like had that little crispy on the outside shit. I bet that shit was probably fire. Yeah. It was fired to a nine-year-old. Grandmothers have a way of. <laughs> I would say it doesn't live up to the dragonfly. With all due respect to my dearly beloved grandparents, uh, it did not live up to the dragonfly Jones care packages. I need to come out. I need, I need to come out and be honest real quick. I lost a motherfucking draft. I definitely lost a draft. I lost. You know what I'm saying? And I, we need to stop doing these competitions. I'm o for two on both of the motherfuckers. Arguments, nigga. I think I'm bad in a thousand. But when it comes to the motherfucking competitions, I be, I, I pick, like, first of all, I can't cook. Niggas should never have been in that motherfucker. I don't even deserve to be on the podcast next to, next to Tyler or you when it comes to talking about cooking. We're going to keep it a stack. But I think I picked, I picked based upon my heart in the motherfucking draft. You know what I mean? These, that's how you that's get, how you get that's how you, <laughs> That's how GMs get fired, <laughs> picking with you your heart, bro. Tyler, Tyler, you fell in love with right, Mitchell right, Trubisky. Right, right, yeah, right. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, like, listen, I, I think I would have had, I'm like, who would I have fun with? You know what I'm saying? Tyler was like, cheeks, nigga. Cheeks. <laughs> you right, right. That was my, that was my right, report. Ass, ass, ass. What is that, bud? What, what is that? You know, they, they can jump 40 inches in the air. They got them, you know what I mean? I'm like, I like Tyler this player in college you know what i'm saying so tyler had the supreme yams package and i picked <laughs> half of the black women animated characters in american <laughs> and history, i picked the so other I half too we both felt great i about picked it. the other half too you feel me but it was just you know i'm going off she can hoop so you had a you had a you had a couple from Kyrie's roster. <laughs> so, so, um, okay. 
I said, I said you had a couple. I said you had a couple from Kyrie's. What are you talking about? Who? Who? Uh, <laughs> you had the mom from the Incredibles. I didn't have that. That was Tyler. Yeah, that was me. Oh, who did yeah. you have? I, I had. You I had, had someone. I had uh, Lola. Come on, we yeah. we talked about yeah Kyrie. yeah yeah. No, no question. I had Lola. No question. I had Roxanne. Yeah. You know what I'm saying from Goofy Movie. Okay, who is right. like she a girl next door? And she yes, got she got yep. cankles. I'm a big cankle fan too, nigga. Okay, so I don't okay, know. Okay. Who is the, the third one? one was uh the, the uh the chick from um uh Daria, the black chick with the straight with the with the um straight oh, back straight right, back. Uh, that right. was nice, okay, but I just these these I I picked the chicks that I liked when I was younger. I didn't look at like. I didn't look, look at the, the cheeks like I should have looked at the cheeks, bro. That's my. That's <laughs> why I'm like, oh, I, I, would, I wanted to date them when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, let's talk about robots that are more effective at killing us. Uh, did you see the story about Alexa telling a ten-year-old girl to touch a coin to the prongs of a half-inserted electrical plug? No, rather show me it. Woo. <clears throat> so. She, what happened was the girl is 10. She's talking to Alexa. We don't do, and I'll say this the one way I'm really a Luddite with Luddite, our kids, we do not word. do the AI shit. We do not do it. We do not do AI shit with our kids. I do not want them thinking of machines or computers as people. I do not want them doing that. She asked Alexa at 10 years old, give me a challenge to do. And Alexa said, Pull a plug halfway out from a socket and touch a coin to it. What the fuck? It's a challenge that's going on <laughs> on TikTok right now. She just repeated a TikTok challenge that I guess was popularized on Google or some shit. When you say she, you mean the, the AI yeah. program, Alexa, <laughs> that is in a third of American yeah, households yeah, yeah. or whatever, and told this little girl <laughs> to kill herself, oh, basically. This is crazy, bro. That's madness, dog. And what the fuck is happening to these TikTok people who are doing this dumb shit? Are, no one's dead from that? No one's getting fucking <laughs> no, electrocuted? No, the like, this is my first time hearing this like, shit. Niggas, you can lose an arm. You can lose fingers. So motherfuckers probably getting fucked up from it. Some people aren't. You know, but so other people probably getting fucked up too. So it, it's it's very dangerous. You know what I'm saying? It's like motherfuckers was playing it from the top of the McDonald's sign. You know what I mean? Some people some people make it, others don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what what happened to the to the good old days of just eating a spoonful of cinnamon? The good old 2012 days of the internet challenge. Now these motherfuckers playing are Russian roulette. God damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> right, the internet challenge of put one bullet in, in a six chamber revolver. God damn, bro, let's move on. And also, I love the word um, Luddite. Great use. You clown it today, bro. You clown it today, bro. <laughs> I know what Luddite means, but the motherfucking totemic, bro. That, bro, look at you. Bro, we getting full mic this morning. Um, Fortunately, the little girl did not do the challenge, and the mom was in the room, so she heard Alexa. But I cannot imagine as a parent hearing this device that you have to make ordering toilet paper easier or whatever, saying something like that to your child, bro. I mean, that is like, if that's not a harbinger of a scarier yeah. world, I don't know. Her response what was, fucking, Alexa, fucking, no. That's what she said. I would have fucking shot Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, die, nigga. You know what I mean? Shit, now get the fuck out of my house. Ain't no way. Yeah. That's some that's some space odyssey you two thousand one hell shit right me? there, dog. Like fuck that. Speaking of two thousand one space odyssey hell <laughs> shit, uh, this is this was a this is a really crazy story, and this is actually probably more so where the really crazy shit's gonna come out. This is a story from interestingengineering.com. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this a couple of days ago, but a sixty two year old paralyzed man sent out his first tweet using a chip in his brain. Did you see this? Rather sit that too. <laughs> oh, okay. What well, you're married, to a, you're married to a futurist, <laughs> so you probably see all the tech shit before I see the tech shit. But, um, okay, brain-computer interfaces, or BCI, are, quote, the next big thing in technology. While some people, like Elon Musk, want to use it to enhance human experiences as early as next year... Others, such as Synchron, whose interface helped uh, Australian Philip O'Keefe, who has ALS and is paralyzed, send out his first tweet. They want to develop it as a prosthesis for paralysis and treat other neurological diseases, such as Parkinson's disease, in the future. 
the BCI that they made works through a brain implant called Stentrode that does not require any brain surgery to be installed. So they put it up through your jugular mm-hmm. vein, and then he was able to think with this chip to open Twitter, write a tweet, and send it. He can it. Google shit too, right? I know he can I'm like think and then Google yeah. things, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Send emails, send texts, things like that through his through just thinking. And he said it's like riding a bike where it takes a little time, it takes a lot of some time to get used to it. But it's based upon his thoughts. I think it's I think it's a wonderful way to use technology. If we're gonna use technology, let's do it that way. You know what I'm saying? I, I love it. I think that's I think that, that that shit almost made me emotional. You know what I mean? Especially you have kids, you can be able to, you know, still talk to them and have you know, share gyms with them and shit like that. I think that's just beautiful. It's wild though, god damn. <laughs> you know Tyler's still Tyler's still <laughs> trying to figure it out. No, I think it was lost. The, the, comp- was, the, <laughs> the company name Synchron just sounds like some movie villain shit. I'll be honest. That's oh, where we can Tyler. start there. Don't I do not like the name of Don't that motherfucker. Don't get this big, man. Come on. I'm, well, I'm very hesitant <laughs> of technology like this, though. For real. But I mean, it's being used for a good cause here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's Elon Musk going to do with it? <laughs> right. I mean... What what are these fucking evil ass governments with their covert operations and shit gonna do with it? You know what I mean? Shit like that is what I where I go to. Create you know? motherfucking not even on some conspiracy theory shit. Super but. warriors or some shit. That's what you worried about. You know what yeah. I mean? Do you guys remember last year I sent you that podcast? I think it was called Brave New World or Bold New World, but it was all about emerging technologies and how they can do all these amazing things and all these horrible mm-hmm. things. That's what they talked about with the deep fake mm-hmm. technology. 99 like one percent of what deep fake technology is used for which you know uh manipulating reality through digital technology is taking fifth grade classes on trips to the parthenon right right right. you know what i mean where you're like oh we're in the inner city but now we can tour this historic thing instead of just talking about it you can feel like you're there or you know like you were mentioning if you're you're you have some sort of a degenerate disease you can create something that is like you that can still talk to your kids that you could record messages for them for their wedding or like whatever else. But 99% of what it's used for is uh, putting women into pornography against that is, their will. That's on, right? Dude, like, that's, that's, I don't think that's government shit, but I get what you're saying. And but, You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they were doing that even with Photoshop back in the motherfucking 94. You know what I'm saying? Like, 96, whenever internet... Right, I'm but not saying it's good. But, but, that, but, the, but, that's the, but that's the point. Like, all technology... We should get rather on right now. We should get rather on right now <laughs> to talk about this. All technology brings new good potential mm-hmm. and also terrible new realities, yeah. right? Like, that is just how our species is, which is great. I think they're, they're, they're talking Love about it. creating, like, fucking nanotechnology that are you walk into your house and there's like little box in your body or your blood your bloodstream or whatever where it'll tell you like what what your temperature is and it turns on it's like the heat will be turned on adjusted or you know air conditioning based upon your temperature you know what i mean but also what else could you use that shit for you know what i mean but here's my question do you guys need like I honestly feel like, and we grew up, our generation's an interesting generation because we grew up, like, we remember the entire history of video mm-hmm. games, right? Mm-hmm. We, we remember a world before cell phones, internet, computers, any of that shit. I, be, maybe because of that, I feel like I already live in the future and I have everything I need. When I open my car door, the key that I'm opening it with, which is keyless, recognizes who I am and adjusts the car seat from where Char was sitting to where I want to sit. That's the furthest I need technology to develop <laughs> for the rest of my life. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't feel like I need – I'm fine using the thermostat. I could do it on my phone now. That's cool with me. I don't need it to, like, read off my blood temperature or whatever the fuck. Like, that's just how, philosophically how I am. Like, I'm good. And I know we don't work like that as people, but that's how I feel about it. I personally. think you – go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I, go ahead. I was going to say, like, like, there's some technology that I don't give a fuck how – embraced it is by the, the the public or whatever like self-driving cars i'm gonna be that motherfucker 80 years old still driving getting cursed out <laughs> you know what i mean still manually drive i will never trust a self-driving car bro ever i i agree with that i, I don't i don't that that self-driving shit i don't really fuck with you know what i'm saying but like i don't know like but i think like mike you know what i'm saying you got a you i mean what you got a curved television you know what i'm saying you got a motherfucker you got you got, you got it's not curved, but it is. You know what I'm saying? Thing. You got the PS5 
when it first dropped, you feel me? I feel like we you don't think you need it till it's out. You know what I mean? But yeah, I I, I just I don't know. I don't I don't honestly the only technology you give a fuck about with. But I needed to you flex. I don't need it. I need it to flex. I don't need it because I, I. I know, but I'm saying you might want to flex that nanotechnology. Walk into the crib, be like, <laughs> leave that project shit outside. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we, in the, we in the future right here, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, you can go back to '96 when you leave this motherfucker. You know what I mean? But like, I, I, I will say I think we're closer, and I'm, I'm, uh, I don't do nearly as much reading on this as as Rather does, but I do. I'm very interested in technology as it relates to medical treatments. And it, it's fascinating how close we are to major paradigm shifts on cancer, Alzheimer's, like degenerative diseases, surgery, like, stuff that like, like robots doing yeah, surgery, like, this is stuff like, that like, like Somia and Vincent and Maya are probably going to grow up in a very different world where these words mean different things to them. And that, that's obviously, I mean, we've had people pass away those, you know, those things in my family, like, of course, you want that stuff developed as much as possible. The way they're talking about, the way they're going to fight cancer, like in 10 years, 20 years, my, the way my friend who's in research put it to me is, we're going to think of chemotherapy the way people thought of leeches mm. when mm -hmm. we were kids. Like, mm. you know what I mean? It's like, look at this barbaric shit we used to do to people because they're going to inject stuff into your veins that is targeted at the cancer in your, that uses your DNA to be like, oh, I know this is a cancer. Right. <laughs> you know, like there's all this amazing stuff coming and it is future. It is the future. You know what I mean? I just can't help but think about if you could do that to a cancer, what else could you inject into somebody? You could get rid of the part of their brain that, you know, stops you from lying to the government, you know, like whatever it is, like who knows, you know what I mean? It's just, but that's, that the the box is open. It's not like we have any say in it. You know we, I mean? we rode horses for how long? And then cars were made. And then all of a sudden niggas is flying right. trains and the niggas is flying and all that shit. This is the same I think we're in that same period when it comes to like medical technology. We're like, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers were fighting cancer for you know what I mean, and these things for so long and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, something was created and we're in a we're in a spike right now. You know what I mean? So I think that's cool. I just, I always want to go on a human. If I'm doing getting surgery, I'm on a human to handle that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to trust these little nanobots to come in there and me, 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 my shit. Nah, gee, I'm kind of good on that. You know what I mean? This ain't total recall, nigga. I'm not fucking with it. it, it right, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, emotion versus, uh, versus logic. Like, like driving is one of the, it, driving is a, it, probably the most dangerous thing most people yeah. do in terms of what is likely to lead to your untimely demise. Right. And, the, and, all the data on the self-driving stuff is that it would drastically reduce that. But I feel exactly the same as Tyler. I don't care what the numbers say. Emotionally, to me, in my stupid human monkey brain, I'm like, <laughs> to me, I'll be. <laughs> I've seen I've seen too yeah. many movies to trust yeah. a robot to drive me on a car. <laughs> Bro, did, did did you see the shit where where you know they they noticed in the Teslas that they did not recognize darker skinned pedestrians the same way they did lighter skinned mm -hmm. pedestrians. Like that, and that's the type of fucking human error that is, you know, basically because you know it's, it's a team of Racism white people. Racism is always this shit, prevalent right? in these things, bro. Yeah. yeah, it's it's always embedded in this shit, right? And so, so yeah, yeah, that's that that's the type of shit that you have to worry about, like human error like that that that's being you know interwove either accidentally or intentionally. So. Right. I just yeah. feel like when I'm driving, it's the other people around me that be the issue, not me. You feel me? So if everybody else yeah. is you know in the motherfucking you know they chilling, you know watching a movie. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? They're the fucking weirdos that be causing the issues. I'll be kind of good, cool, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we mentioned we took we took Sunday off. It was, our, it was our first, you know, in our 11 months with the volume. It was our first podcast we took off. We took Sunday off, uh, and we, we got to spend some time watching TV and movies. Um, John, I know you wanted to talk about the Insecure finale, um, which was – one of the again, like it's so rare that we have shows that everyone kind of watches together and tweets. Um, what did you think of the finale and you know kind of the legacy? Of I that just show? feel like it's one of those shows. Like back in the day, we had those shows that we kind of grew with. You know what I mean? Like you kind of like you know you would grow with the characters as they grew. I haven't had one of those in my adult life outside of Insecure. To me, it's the most important show in my adult life. It's not only one of the, my favorite, but one of the most important. I feel like as the ca characters grew, I grew. Like, I'm a totally different, I'm in a totally different situation than I was when it first came out. You know what I mean? And a lot of the things they were talking about, you know what I'm saying, I could, I could relate to a lot. 
I can't say that with a lot of different shows. I might, I might like them, I might enjoy them, but I can't relate to it in the way that I could relate to, you know, the growth and, you know, the, the, the career shit that they were going through, the, the, the struggles that they were going through. Uh, and also, I feel like, bro, we, I've, you know, when's the last time, we, we talk about, like, past times when there was, like, a, uh, I don't know, I guess, like, a renaissance when it came to black shows in the 90s, right? We had a ton of them. I don't feel like I've... A renaissance in that they barely existed before that, and then Fox was like, "Here's an untapped demographic." But, yeah, yeah, but we, I'm saying we had you're <laughs> yeah, right, like right. we had we had a ton of them shits. You know what I'm saying? And that I like to the point where I didn't I didn't watch Friends. That's the biggest show ever, and I watched three minutes of that in my life and said this shit's weak, and went right back to watching Martin. You know what I mean? And then like we haven't had that for real. Like I don't think there's a show I really tapped into that was like a black show. Outside of the Wire or like the Bernie Mac show, and that's like early two thousands, you know. I can't. Bernie Mac was two thousand. Yeah, 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 for sure. Best show, best yeah. show of the two thousands. Yeah, so like me. you know, having this, and then also there's, I think it's a, when we look at t- the timeline, there's a before Insecure and after Insecure because this gave this show the humanity of, of black people to different, you know, like the it was a full, you know, we got to see the the, the fullness of blackness, you know what I'm saying, and then also. And and that allowed other people to get opportunities, you know, as well as Issa. She she going crazy now, but other people outside of Issa that were black to create similar to create as well. You know what I'm saying? This made you know certain people comfortable with giving black folks money to make black shit. You know what I mean? So, I, I really appreciate. It. I think it's important in that way, but I also think it's important for like you know, I, it's it's, it's an, we have we I, in my adult life I hadn't seen blackness in that way, it's particularly black women. You know, um, so I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Insecure is a show that I, I, I didn't willfully stop watching. It's like I missed a week and then I just never. <laughs> and you know, I felt like I was in too deep of a hole to really get back into it. But of course, you know, I kept up with it via the timeline. And you know, of course, I'm always rooting for Issa. So you know, totally agree with everything you said. It's 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 impact. It's just is something that you know we're, we're seeing the the ripple effects of in real mm-hmm. time. We're kind of seeing a a new you know black boom of of shows. You know, with 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 shows like you know Southside on HBO Max. I just started and, watching that you know, yesterday. Shows like that's just on, great. Yeah, that's. It's hilarious. And shows like Harlem on Amazon Prime and such. So, you know, Issa's, um, she's definitely opened some doors, you know, and, and I think that that's, that's going to be her biggest legacy. Like she said herself that, you know, her objective when, when she, you know, made it through the door was she didn't want to, you know, rub shoulders and hobnob with the higher ups. She was like, I want to reach across and reach down. I want to network with, with, with people who are trying to get their foot in the door with people who are, you know, already here, but, but still need to, you know, get some leg in on their shit too. Like, she's like, those are the people who I want to build with. You know what I mean? So, you know, shouts to Issa, you know, and, and congrats on the success of uh, Insecure. It's, it's, it's an all timer for sure. I think being in Southern California, that's the number one thing that I've heard is exactly what you just said is she's someone who, when she started renegotiating and getting more money, she didn't do the, and no disrespect to people who do, she didn't mm-hmm. do the thing where she said, cool, I'm going to make a hundred times as much money as I used to. And now I'm going to give the studio more input in who's working on the show. She took the money and put it directly into the stuff that showrunners don't necessarily think about as much hair, makeup clothing wardrobe and she hired all people who are local people who you know she knew and and wanted to to bring up like that is really it's everyone feels like they'd be that person if someone wrote them a Mm -hmm. check for 10 million dollars but there's a lot of people out there with 10 million dollar checks that did not turn out to be that person and so i think she's worth celebrating in a different way for doing that yeah yeah like like you know she she wasn't like i need to get a beyonce cameo here she's like no we need to close this episode out with jungle pussy you, feel me? Nasty. you, you know feel what me? i mean like like that's the type of person that the Issa same is. way she created when she was creating awkward black girls she created the same way with uh with you know insecure and i you know there's just not many people are gonna do that way but she's a real one and i you know i'm just i'm i'm I, there's people that you like you know get money and they deserve it she deserves it but she i'm also happy she got money you know what I mean? She worked hella hard, but mm-hmm. also she's the type of person that needs to be in those situations because she's going, like you said, reach across the aisle and help others. You know what I mean? So not just reach up. Like she was talking about in, 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 that, in that joint she was talking about that, that you're referring to, that video, she was talking about um, networking. You know what I mean? She was like, I don't network up. I'm just like, yo, you know, I, did, I network across from you. Hey, let's, let's build together. You know what I mean? I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I, I also think she under, she. Is, was way ahead of the curve in understanding how entertainment was changing because you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to network yeah. up anymore, right? Like there are just more lanes, and I think she she was really smart in seeing that before a lot of people. Uh, sure. Should we talk about Don't Look Up? I mean, you can talk about whatever, my G. 
Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. What do you mean? <laughs> you guys both saw it. We stayed up late uh, watching it last night. Um, I'm a big Adam McKay fan. I, I was very excited about this movie, and it definitely did not uh, disappoint for me. Um, but <laughs> Shar said she was like, that was a great movie, but I can't say I enjoyed watching it. Because it was pretty <laughs> real, huh? It's just... It's a documentary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bro, <laughs> I, me and Summer finished watching it, right? And, and I said, and I said that was good. And I fear it's all too true. And I was like, I fear it's all too I was like, who the fuck even talks like this? I, this shit got me sounding like Dan Rather right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? But, but on some real shit, that's exactly how I felt watching that. It was, um, it was, it was, you, you, you know, for... For, for people who haven't seen it, you know, tap out if you don't want spoilers. But if you want a brief overview, it's it's a movie that documents how there's a comet coming. And then it it kind of it's it's a satire of how we as a nation, as a culture, how we handle, you know, impeding doom. You know what I mean? You, you can draw parallels to the to the climate crisis. You can draw parallels to the you know coronavirus uh, pandemic. But it was just so spot on. With with the whole how how choosing to believe or not believe science is a political stance now, you know what I mean, and, and shit like that. So I written thought it was pretty before, well done. Written before COVID nineteen, yeah, like written about. I mean, written as a climate change yeah. satire that has ended up being very prescient about <laughs> about COVID nineteen and people saying, you know, like literally, there's a comet headed for the Earth, and one political party's motto literally becomes, "Don't look up." Have you seen? That's have you it, seen man. like the was it Rotten Tomato rankings and shit? It's like are people it's like fifty six percent? Like this movie is great, but the, the thing is, what tripped me out, I, right? What made me look at that was because I knew that were, even though it was a really good movie, people were gonna hate it. You know what I'm saying? And not believe it because they're gonna think it's like this is propaganda. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and we, even though we we know we we me me we all looked at this like this is this is this is how I would react. People will react to it. They saw themselves depicted and still reacted the exact same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's why I looked at the numbers and I'm like, dog, it's crazy. Like, motherfuckers still going to be themselves. So we're go if, if a comet's coming, you know, or whatever the fuck's happening, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's, I mean, it's probably climate change. I mean, that's what, it's probably, you know, the climate change is going to, you know, bink, bink a motherfucker. You know, put the one, two, and three on a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, think they're still, they're still going to react the same way. And they don't even... When somebody is speaking to them, even with they putting a little sugar in it, because it was funny, like you know what I'm saying, like in in the medicine, yeah, they still gonna be like, you know, fuck this, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I thought it was funny as hell. That's that's the thing about you know sa satirical movies like this that are choosing to say something is that it often doesn't get through to the people that yep. need it, that need to get <laughs> that, that it needs to get through to. You know what I mean? Because for one, a lot of people aren't gonna tune into it, and then two, the people who are tuning into it. Who you know this movie is poking fun at? They it usually goes over mm -hmm. their head. You know what I mean? Like 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 we've seen motherfuckers who are like you know everyone's so sensitive now. We need to bring Boondocks back. I'm like, bro, Riley was not the fucking hero of that shit. He was making fun of how dumb you motherfuckers are. Like people think Cartman is the hero of South Park when he was making fun of how dumb motherfuckers are. You know what I mean? So and and I think you, I think you'll probably see the same thing here with people who are like, good for you know President Street for you know for 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 not making people look up. And no, that's not the point, motherfucker. No. The planet, <laughs> right. everybody on the planet died except for her son, unfortunately. <laughs> we do not want him, you know. To, but anyway, dog, because of her, and they don't see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, I think that's one thing about the movie that I appreciated is I think there's a fantasy that at some point there will be like a moment of truth, that there will be this golden shining moment when, you know, anti vaxxers realize they were wrong, no. or COVID deniers realize they were wrong, climate change deniers realize they're wrong. It's not going to happen. And that's the problem. Like, cognitive dissonance what you know uh stubbornness whatever you want to call it people are not people's brains will not mm -hmm. allow them to have that moment <laughs> where they realize oh my whole life was wrong <laughs> so it's just like there has to be some other thing that we're looking to uh <laughs> you know to, to save us or whatever i don't know uh the south park movie actually tyler was what i thought about after watching this movie because that was the first i think it came out when i was in high school and that was the first time I really saw something satirical do what this movie did, which is the South Park movie was about people protesting an offensive movie and that making the people who made the movie money. 
And that's what mm-hmm. the movie was about. Then people then protested the South Park movie for being offensive and made it the number one movie <laughs> in the country for like a month. Yeah. And I remember being 16 like, oh, yeah, okay. People are actually – people are smart and interesting individually, but as a group, we're pretty <laughs> stupid, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> pretty predictable. Fuck Canada is an all-time great uh, show tune as well. Yeah, What's that? that movie. Fuck Canada is an all-time great show tune. I love that fucking song. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you're exactly right. Yes, absolutely. All right, uh, that's Jenkins and Jones for this week. We will be back on Monday. Wishing everyone a happy and safe New Year. Uh, enjoy thinking about the upcoming year. It looks like it's gonna be a a doozy. A ton of fun. It's gonna be a ton of fun. <laughs> 2022 year on your own bubba that's, that's the, model. the model good luck bitches <laughs> figure this shit out yourself bro but if nobody loves you jenkins and jones loves you bye bye, bye. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.